Hello, everyone, and welcome again to If We Can Just Say. Welcome back. This is our third episode. We are happy to have you guys listening to us again, whether you're in your car or you're at home, maybe you're working out, maybe you're in your backyard uh, playing with your dog. Who knows? We're glad to have you back. My name is Stephen Ogle. My co-host is my wife, Jessica Carter Ogle. Hello. Welcome back, everyone. Happy to have you. Awesome. So um, this week, we had a fun thing that happened in which my wife made banana bread. Folks. (laughs) Folks. <laughs> I don't know if it's a fun thing. <laughs> let me tell you, folks. Man, it's sitting upstairs right now. I want a piece. I meant to get a piece before we started this podcast, but I didn't want people to hear me chewing on some food. But man, I tell you what, we're, we're on our second one. That's what I was going to say. Technically, it's the second one. Yes, but it's the second one in like, what, like 10 days? Yes. So so, so tell us about the first one. So I got a little um, overzealous in my banana purchase at the grocery store a couple weeks ago. And as we all know, like half the time you buy them and they just turn black on your countertop. And it's like, yes, you can freeze them for baking and stuff, but you still got to get them there. You got to peel them and unwrap. It's like a whole thing. So I was looking at these three bananas and I'm like, oh, I should make banana bread, which I've never made before. But when we got married, I had these really cute silicone um, sprinkle pattern bakeware on my registry. (laughs) And I've been wanting to use it. So I took my sprinkle pan out and I found a recipe for banana bread. I really like the site Yumly. I don't know if anyone uses that. Actually, it's an app. So I have a lot of recipes mm. from there. But I found a banana bread, banana bread recipe and I added walnuts and chocolate chips. Uh, no, pecans and chocolate chips. Yeah. And I mean... I killed it, folks. I My mean, goodness. it was amazing. Ooh. I had never made a banana bread before, but I am a baker. I love to bake. I had no like qualms that I couldn't do it. We are meal prep folks, ironically enough, and I bake. But I finished <laughs> the meal prep. Stephen went upstairs and he was waiting for me to do something. And he came down and he's like, you never showed up. I was like, oh, sorry, I just put a banana bread in the oven. Like I got distracted and decided to make a banana bread. So... I did that and I was like, this is amazing. And so then in my head, I'm like, well, how can I like doctor this up? How can I change it? Which I really think is something I get from my dad because no matter what he makes, he always has to like doctor it up, like max capacity of cheese or add a different cheese or do something else. So you've got to kind of make it your own. Yeah. So I thought to do macadamia nuts and white chocolate chips and see how that was. So it's kind of like a blonde banana bread because I didn't realize how dark the chocolate chips made it. But yeah. I made that yesterday, and it's a more subtle taste, but it is really good, and it's so much like softer somehow. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe the nut choice, but yeah, a little so bit. good. Yeah, it, and it's one of those things like you cut me a slice of the first one, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. I've never had banana bread that had chocolate chips in it, so I was like, this is this is absolutely fantastic, because my mom. For everybody who knows my mom, knows my mom bakes. And as a kid, I she always made like a banana bread or like a pumpkin bread or something like that. But she never put chocolate chips in the banana bread. She just did it with pecans and bananas. Yeah, so I'm used to that. But then the chocolate, man, that was like an extra, that was an extra thing. So I was like, that's really cool. And then when she made this second one, I, she cut me a piece and I looked at it and I was like, man, this would go, I feel like this would go good with like a blonde ale or something if I had like a blonde ale or something. So I, I thought was like, that'd be pretty cool. But the macadamia nuts, I always go for that and white chocolate over a chocolate chip. If I have the two choices, I'm going to choose the white chocolate because I, I just like that flavor better. 
But man, maybe, that second one's good. So maybe we can add a, a new segment over the next couple episodes. Maybe not this next one, but maybe in the future. And I really want to amp up my baking a little bit more. I'm already thinking like, what can I put in a banana bread next? Yeah. And I'm thinking maybe we can do like a dessert baking beer pairing okay and see kind of what we can do because we have a ridiculous beer fridge in our garage (laughs) i don't know if where you're listening you have garage fridges it's a big thing in the midwest here you get your garage fridge which is like basically your beer fridge so i've got like frozen vegetables and meat in the freezer and then literally a fridge full of beer ridiculous amount of beer and i'm off beer this month i said i'm not going to drink beer in march i don't know what that's going to do for me but i'm not doing it so i'm like and we've got this huge beer fridge and i can't drink it and it's it it's no joke like we have the the two bottom trays are full of uh your water that you your sparkling water drinks that you purchase that's got those and then on the on the the level right above that is our coke our squirt our sprite the mixers (laughs) and then the next two levels are beer from front to back like and it's i mean all all kinds of variety of stuff because we get stuff from from our friend chris and in my hometown so we get stuff from him every time we see him so we've got probably like six or six or eight different beers from him then we got the stuff on the fridge door that's completely covered so yeah we got plenty of options that we could do maybe we could pair some stuff up i like that idea i think we should i think we should look into that yeah yeah i'm gonna do that awesome cool so when we left off last week about our story we were talking about the breakup of which (laughs) was not really a breakup because we weren't really technically dating at the time, but you still called to break up with me. And then the next day called and I answered the phone and we got back together and decided to go mini golf. Let let me again point out that apparently he would have rather been ghosted. Totally fine. (laughs) Totally fine. Ladies out there, I guess the men like ghosting. Uh, It's not that. It's just, uh, well, you know, I just... It was, it was strange. I was being a straight up adult, like owning my shit, <laughs> doing my business, taking care of things and I'm ridiculed. You know, it's interesting because when you called me the next day, I didn't even think anything else about when you were like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, well, we were set up to go play putt-putt, which I call it putt-putt. You call it mini golf. I think that's a north versus south thing because when I was a kid, it was putt-putt. You go play putt-putt golf and go to the batting cage. They were right there next to each other. And all through my childhood of playing baseball, I always went to the batting cage and played a couple rounds of putt-putt. So, But up here, it's mini golf. And we go to mini golf. And let me tell you something, It was an indoor glow golf, for the record. It was indoor, glow golf, so black lights everywhere. And this girl, I can't, if I, we went 18 holes. So if I set it at one hole once, I probably set it twice. Don't look up. She kept looking up at the lights. She's like, oh, I'm getting nauseous. I'm like, well, well, stop looking up at the lights. Just stay looking down here where the holes and the traps and all that kind of stuff are. I was suffocated, and I was inside, and I... I felt like I couldn't have all my resistance and walls and whatnots in there. And it was woozy and dark. And I thought maybe I might go down at any minute. And I have a very sensitive stomach. Oh, and boy. it was just a whole mess. But let's let's dive into that just a little bit. Because I think for folks that, that are in the dating scene, there's also a little bit of nerves going on. Because we had technically less than 48 hours said we weren't going to see each other anymore. Well, yeah. And then we're now seeing each other and we're on this date. So there's a little bit of nerves and pressure. Well, also, I mean, I'm doing everything within my power to not like you and to not be around you, but am being around you. So, like, 
I have an internal conflict raging, the likes of which would create like an anti-hero in a superhero world. <laughs> so like the self-destructive, maybe a hero, self-destructive hero type of situation. Like it's it's top level stuff, people. And <laughs> it's foggy and it smells like smoke and neon and mm -hmm. yeah i didn't care for it we did not go back to that place to play putt putt we went to uh, some other places i think but we did not go no, back to that place well for the record there's nothing wrong with that place it no was solely the occupants yeah it's just operator the, error yeah and there was a place close to me that was in auburn hills that closed down literally right before we started dating that had outdoor mini golf which would have been cool because we we were at this point in time we were in the May time so it's like spring yeah. and getting ready to be outside so that would have been cool but that place closed down. Um, but that was also but, the first date back after me like making the phone call all that stuff so it was like yeah. awkward but I I think after that we got into like a nice like flow we just I think both of us were just like we're just gonna hang out and see what happens and that's yeah. what you should do normally when you date but you just you put so much pressure on yourself for stuff and you have an idea i mean the worst thing you can possibly do is just like have an idea of what your life is supposed to look like because you can bet your bottom dollar that it's not going to turn out that way and that's not a bad thing so I think I finally was just like, all right, we're just going to hang out and we're going to see what happens. And we went to um, Honcho's again to get tacos. And I remember we were sitting in the car and he like put his hand on my knee <laughs> and I like let him. And then we got out of the car and as we were walking, somebody had a little bit of a confidence boost. Like he took his little B twelve shot with the <laughs> with the knee action in the car, and he reached on to hold my hand as we were walking into Honchos. Yeah, and they weren't clammy. Neither no. hands, neither hand was clammy. She didn't say a word. She didn't say anything until after Honchos, and we got back in the car because it happened again on the way back to the car. And she was like, "So I noticed you, uh, you like you like holding my hand there." <laughs> but it was one of those things that like. We and, and we're going to say this a lot, especially in this particular phase when we talk about these stories in our relationship. Everything was very organic. Yes, everything felt organic. It just felt natural. Like yes. it. I didn't. I didn't go. Oh man, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just. I, I just want to hold her hand. Like I, it was just like this is just. I, I feel like I'm. This is what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Like, Agreed. And and it was one of those things. Which can be scary in and of itself, though, sometimes. Because yeah. then you're like, you feel completely out of control, but it feels right, but it's not what you thought you wanted. And it's like, if you could just get out of your own freaking way, yeah, then something good can happen. I mean, we literally, after having that conversation to go do putt-putt, our conversations from that point started being almost like we were sitting in a raft floating down a river. We weren't trying to stay in place. We weren't trying to like hold hold the hold the float at a certain point. We were just going with the with the flow of the river and just letting it happen. That's and a good that's analogy. and that's how things started happening organically for us because we just started going down the river. That's a good analogy. And folks, let me tell you something. <laughs> my husband is not good at is analogies. So I'm like, my jaw is agape. I was like, my jaw dropped. Like, well, that was a good analogy. Like, wow, where did that come from? Well done. So, so shortly after that, because all this stuff took place, literally the first, our first couple of podcasts that we've been talking about this, we met, we started talking online April 14th. At the end of May, 
for Memorial Day weekend, your cousin came into town. Yeah, my cousin and her fiance. So this is May, right? Yeah, they they were getting married in November. Yeah. Yeah. So literally six weeks worth of dates. Yeah. We're not official at all. Yeah, like he's not meeting her or anything. No. And (laughs) you tell me for the first weekend since we started talking again, which was really like the beginning of May. So probably a good like three or four weeks of us seeing each other every weekend. Either I went to Ann Arbor to meet you or you came to Clarkston to meet me. Mm -hmm. Like a good couple of weekends of that. And then you're like, well, my cousin's coming in, so I'm not going to be able to see you this weekend because they're staying with my, staying with me and my parents. And what happened? I'm confused. That wasn't Memorial Day weekend. Was it not? It was the weekend after because you went home. You went to Paris Memorial Day weekend. I did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because you called me like driving down there. And that was the first weekend that we didn't spend together because you went there for Memorial Day. Yeah. And, you know, you called me on your way. You called me while you were there. That's right. Because oh, I went with my you- aunt and my uncle and my mom to see the Pinta and Nina, which there's a whole story about that. Read online. Those ships, they've actually rebuilt them and stuff. But they were in Paris Landing, and we went down there for an extremely hot day. It was probably 97 degrees, and the humidity was like felt like 300. It was insanely hot. I had no sunscreen and no hat, and I bought a Paris white, Landing folks. hat. He is like white, pink kind if, of if, skin. If you guys don't know me or haven't seen a picture of me, I am pale as pale can be. So the sun and I are not friends. We don't get along. I need SPF 7,000 in order to be safe. So I didn't have any sunblock, so I went into their store, and I bought sunblock for like $18 for like a a travel pack of toothpaste size of sunscreen because it's an event, so they're jacking the prices up. And I bought a hat for like 5 bucks. It was a Paris Landing hat. It was like a bucket hat, like kind of like a fisherman's hat where they would have like lures and stuff stuck to it. And it had a tie around his chin. So if, oh. if he thought I was cautious of being in a relationship with him to start, the fact that he came home with this hat is amazing to me. I remember sending you a photo and you were like, please tell me that's a joke. Like, that's Did not real. Did you send me a photo? I remember seeing it in real. Maybe I blocked it. I think I blocked it. I brought photo. it home. Yeah. I remember seeing it in real life because you like walked out of the bedroom with it on and I just looked at you and I said, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so... So that happened to that weekend. The next weekend, your cousin yes, came into town and we didn't town. see each other. So my cousin and I were going to see Luke Combs. If you guys have never seen Luke Combs or don't know who Luke Combs is, you are missing <laughs> out and you need to start listening immediately. Yeah. Well, more on that at a later after podcast. After the podcast, of course, but don't don't stop the podcast now, but go look it up Sorry, after. Sorry, I thought that was implied. <laughs> Always wait till you conclude the full podcast before doing anything else. Um, so yeah, so she came in. Her and her fiance for the weekend. Uh, I think they got here. I think the concert was a Friday, and I think they just got here on like Friday morning and left on Sunday or like Monday morning. But we went to the concert. Her and I um, talked a little bit. I think I talked a little bit about you. We, we were talking about some other drama stuff that was going on that was mainly like the conversation. But you know, her and I went to the concert, had a great time, came home, hung out. And then, so this is when I'm living at my parents' house. So I had to give up the bedroom I have in my parents' house for my cousin and her fiance. And I got <laughs> kicked to the office, which contains a so uh, Lazy Boy love seat sleeper, a giant corner desk, and a treadmill. And now you might be thinking, oh, well, that's not bad. Except for the fact that you cannot open the sleeper because the treadmill is there. Yeah. So I'm just laying <laughs> on like the couch and I'm like, oh, this is my life now. 
But before bed, I called Stephen. And yeah, I had had a couple drinks, but I was not drunk in any way. But we just had like, I would say probably the most honest conversation we had. And I think I was the most honest because I'm like, okay, clearly I like this bozo. All right. Clearly I do. (laughs) This is something that's happening. I can't stop it from happening. I'm not going to be so self-destructive and self-sabotaging that I ended again, like some kind of idiot who just won't allow herself to be happy. I said, so I'm going to actually just be flat out honest with him about why I'm the way I am or why I think I am, you know, things like that. We had a really good conversation. We probably talked for like a good hour um alert people Sophia has entered the basement I did give her a giant bully stick to try to distract her she still has probably gone awesome she still got it so you might hear her Uh, but anyway so we had a really great conversation so you know went to sleep Saturday hung out with my cousins I don't know what we did probably drank swam my parents have a pool all kinds of stuff called him again that night yep we had another really good conversation And I was like feeling good, like something just kind of turned for me um, where I was like, you know what, it's like shit or get off the pot for a lack of a non-crude like comparison. Like, and it doesn't mean like get married. I think I finally understood that I could like move forward with him and still not be like totally at a place I wasn't comfortable with. Yeah. So on that Sunday, ironically enough, in the way the world works, somebody I had previously been seeing, but like didn't have like <laughs> apparently the capacity to give me what I needed. Yes, I just I just heard that irony um, <laughs> reached out to me and sent me this whole text before I was going to Stevens that Sunday. My cousins were leaving that Sunday and I was going to Stevens and he sent me this whole text about like, I'm great and all this stuff. And is he too late and all this stuff? And like, that was the day after our really good conversations, I texted him back and I said, you're too late. I hope you find some happiness. Yeah. And that was that. And I was like, oh man. And I showed my mom and my cousin a picture of Steven that day of the <laughs> if the preferred beard length. And my mom was like, oh, that's a beard. I said, well, that's not even, it's way longer now. Just a heads up in case you ever meet this man. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, so I had, I packed a bag because it was Sunday. I had to work on Monday. Like my assumption being I would stay over. Um, so I packed my bag and I had it out there. So before you get to that with the conversations, okay, for me, I don't know what I did that weekend. I know I probably went to the gym. I might've hung out with one of my buddies or whatever, but I remember distinctly, um, cause at that time I would do, uh, I was, I would do, pr- prepare my last meal of the night before bed and I would prepare my breakfast for the next morning. And I remember on both those phone conversations, I was in the kitchen, Yes, the phone was on speaker and I remember stopping doing what I was doing so many times because of our conversation, it was distracting me from doing what I was trying to do. And when we got off the phone, I was like, Oh, I got to finish doing these meals Yeah, because I was so like into our conversation and it felt so real because we were just being honest with one another, yes. which I got to tell you, like so many people wonder what it takes to have like a real relationship, what the work is. The work is the honesty, especially up, up front is being honest. Yeah. What do you want? What do you need? What are the things that make your person open up? And I think too, to have a level of self-actualization about yourself, like I knew why I was the way I was. I knew 
my past relationships. I knew what I needed moving forward. And to be able to say like, okay, I'm behaving this way because of X, Y, Z, and I don't want to move forward with X, Y, Z. So I'm just putting it all on the table. Yeah. And so with that honesty, you came over on Sunday. Yeah. Which was an interesting experience for both of us because something happened for me that I'll never forget, but something happened for her that she'll never forget. So for my apartment... Yeah, you go first. Tell, to, us, tell, us, what you're, tell us what you mean. So to come into our apartment, the, the parking lot's on the other side of the building. Isn't that so you sweet can't see how that. he just said our apartment? I never lived there. <laughs> That's Oh, man. Those are Freudian slips yeah, that happen. We've which, got a few of those we'll bring up in a later podcast. Yeah, so, so my apartment... The, the parking spaces were on the other side of the building, so you couldn't see the parking lot from where my front door is. But she came around to my front door, and I opened the door. Now, we had had these deep conversations. Mind you, folks, we had been barely talking for six, maybe seven weeks. And things were just natural. And as I said before, organic. And It's going to be the drinking game when you hear organic, take a shot. <laughs> so, or a swig. Yes. So... I opened the door. When I opened the door, it was the first time that I had ever seen Jess glowing. I can't explain it. <laughs> the sun wasn't like shining on her because my if if you uh, if you ever knew where I lived, any folks that or any any of you that are my friends that knew where I lived, the door the sunlight did not shine on my door ever because of the way I had an overhang and there was a balcony because I was on a first floor and the, all that stuff hung over my door, so I didn't get sunlight really at my door. When I opened the door, she was glowing, glowing. And it threw me completely he, off. He looked confused. Like I wasn't supposed to be there or something. And I'll tell you, every time I had walked to his door in the past, I had to psych myself up because I knew how excited his face was going to look to see me. <laughs> and I was just so nervous and like unsure. And this is the first time I just walked up to the door like, hey, oh, yeah, yeah, this feels right. This is good. And he opens the door and looks at me like. I was. I believe I, I was like, you have clothes? Yeah. Because I came in because I'm, you know, I'm a snappy dresser. So I had like a dress for work and it was on a hanger. I travel with a garment bag, things of that nature. I don't mess around. <laughs> so I like had my stuff and I'm walking in and he's like, oh, you have clothes. And I was like, oh, I just, I guess I just assumed I would stay over. Is that, is that not okay? Or, yeah, and, and then he proceeds to like grab, he's like, oh no, yeah, no, yeah, no, I, that's good. Let me take them. And he takes my clothes and walks into the kitchen. And then he hits the end of the kitchen. You can't go anywhere else. And he turns around and goes, well, that, they don't go in here. Okay. And then he walked into the bedroom and put the clothes. And I was like, what in the world is happening right now? Yeah. I mean, it was one of those things of like the conversation that we had, like that moment of opening the door, that's literally like when things changed. Yeah. Everything changed. We've never looked back from that moment because that moment has been the moment of like, this is so right. Like that day he, we were like hanging out, you know, making out whatnot, not going to get too detailed (laughs) people. This isn't that kind of podcast, (laughs) but he, he honestly, and was just so sweet. And he's like, so can I call you my girlfriend now? It's, It's so awkward and funny to be like our age doing that, but there's a validity to that. Like, it's like, all right, yes, things have changed, but you know, each person deserves to have some concrete what is going on. Yeah. And I said yes. And we had like a great night and we decided that we were dating. And like the next day, you know, I went to work and I didn't 
come back, but Tuesday morning, I got a text. He always would send me good good morning texts. Tuesday morning, I got a text that said, good morning, love, with a smiley face. And I said, oh, well, that's an interesting development. And like, we, mind you, we are on the same page here, but I was like, what does this man think he's slipping in here? Like, what does he think he's doing? And this goes on and I let it go. And I was going back to his house on Friday because we were taking our first weekend trip Yep. to Port Austin, Michigan, to go kayaking at Turnip Rock. We were leaving Saturday morning and coming back Sunday. Yep. And so I was going to his house Friday. We were going to do some grocery shopping for food and stuff to bring with us and everything. So the week progresses with these, like, good morning love texts. And I'm like, this guy. And the, in my head, I'm like, all right. So he's not the kind of guy that would just say this. And he better not say, <laughs> I love you for the first time in text. And he knows I'm coming over on Friday, so he better not say it on the phone either. So, like, in my head, when I was heading over there on Friday, I was like, this man is telling me that he loves me before we go to Port Austin or I am not going. <laughs> She's serious. She, like, I was, I, I don't know. It just felt like a thing that was natural to say. Um, I was never going to say I love you over text. I'm not that guy. Like that was just, that I part was never going to happen. I would have been shocked if you did. So I'm, I know, I'm yeah, glad. Yeah. That part would have never happened, but throwing in the love was fine. And, and I was literally like, just kind of tossing it out there just to see what reaction I got to test the waters. Cause I got to say I this. I didn't respond to it. I got to say this, that like, as like a guy who at the time was 38 years old, back in the dating scene, like having gone through online dating and all that kind of stuff, some of this stuff was like, I haven't really done this since my early 20s, so I don't really know, like, like, are you my girlfriend now? Like, the, oh, it was it. awkward. Like, like the, I was awkward because I didn't know what to say. I think so many people, like, make fun of that, and they're like, oh, too cool to, like, figure out what you are. But guess yeah. what? At the end of the day, you, if you're, if I'm going to be vulnerable with somebody, I want to know there's solid ground with it. I want to know where I stand. And we laughed about it almost in the moment, yeah. like, because it was funny. I was like, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Like, I feel like a goofball, but like, are was, you my girlfriend now? It was now? cute, though. Like, That's sincere. Yeah. But like, and it was one of those things of like, there was like no shaming involved because there shouldn't be. Like, no. you, you got to figure out how to get that honest question yes. out there, regardless of how goofy it is, because that's a thing that like, you know, in a, in the dating world that, that people need to do is is figure out what they are. Yeah. And I, I know that, like, we come from an era where that was a thing that happened, and maybe that's not exactly the same way it is now. Maybe they don't call it that anymore. Maybe they call it something different. I and don't I don't know. And I don't know that. But I for, don't want to know what they do now. But for what we, we grew up with, I just went back to old school. Yeah. Took it back to dating 101, or are we yes. dating? So, um, so that happened, mm -hmm. and then she made me tell her I love her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna t uh, I'm gonna tell you folks, like she came over, mm -hmm. she's got her stuff, got everything in there. We sat down on the couch because we're getting figuring out what if we're gonna go, what we're gonna get at the grocery store because mm -hmm. we're gonna yep. get some stuff. And literally, we're sitting there next to each other. I remember it clear as day. She literally jumped over on top of me, put her hands on my shoulders, and was like, "Okay, so we have to talk about this love text." And I was like. Oh no. He looked terrified. I was like, oh no. Like I I I was I had 
once again, you, we've talked in previous podcasts about possible mixed signals. Yes. You brought over clothes. We're going we're going on this trip, but mm-hmm. now you're giving me this all of a sudden like this like yeah. like full on like eyeball to eyeball. Let's talk about this text. I was like, "Oh god, I'm in trouble. Like what did I do?" Like she didn't like she didn't really acknowledge it, but she didn't not acknowledge it. So like what what are we doing? You tell what I'm not even I don't know if I recall exactly what happened in the beginning. I know there was like some nice music playing in the background and we were just like sitting there and I was, I said like, so these texts and you were like, yeah. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? And you're looking at me and you're looking around and you're looking at me. And then I think you looked (laughs) down and you were like, I'm falling in love with you. And I said, well, what, what does that mean? And you're like, I don't know. That doesn't mean anything. I love you. And then I looked at you and I said, I love you too. And you looked surprised. Yeah, because I didn't know I didn't know what to expect. It was one of those things like I had no idea what to expect well, from what was happening. I think I would have been a terrible person <laughs> if I forced you to say it to me. And then I was like, nah, bro. Well, okay. Thanks for telling me, but that is not reciprocated. And like walked out. No. So... So, yeah. But I think for me, like, I went from, like, zero to ten to a hundred with him. Like, it was like, I knew I liked him from the start. I did everything I could to not like him, to not date him, to not go out with him. Clearly didn't work out. My temperament wasn't positively affected by those decisions. (laughs) And so I was like, you know what? Fine. I know what something feels like when it's right. I have had a handful, an armful, a bushel full of things that I did and I knew weren't right, but gave me a level of control and I didn't have to be vulnerable for it. So I knew the difference. And when I finally decided, yes, you can call me your girlfriend and yes, we're doing this. I was like, I'm doing this like this. This is my person somehow. All of a sudden, I don't know how, but he loves me and I love him. And all of a sudden, after two months of crazy yo-yo mixed signals, we're in love and going on our first little trip. Yep. And our first trip was fun. It yeah, was, it was a, fun. It was a nice, just like two hour drive away. Um, we were by... It was like more like three, but yeah. Yeah. And we were by Lake Huron and mm-hmm. we stayed the at... Thumb a, of Michigan. Stayed in a little small like motel hotel that was like right on the beach mm-hmm. where we could sit there on Saturday night Super with the sun cute. going down. Like if you did, if you look to your left and didn't look to your right, you wouldn't see Canada at all. You could look to your left and just see the sun going down. Super cute, um, cute little um, taproom cool. brewery. I can't remember what it was called, but we went there. Yeah, and just you know, just to get away for like a couple of days, and the, yeah. our our first time really being. I mean, I stayed at his apartment all the time, but being in the car together for a few hours and yep. kayaking, you know, that's like an activity. Seeing a person in a different sort of environment and how they are, and oh, and yeah. stuff like that, and it was it was cute. And I think too, we took our first selfie on that trip. Yep. Um, and then after that trip, you posted that selfie. Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> so I posted the selfie. I put it up on Instagram. I don't know. I didn't put it on Facebook. No. I don't think it was just Instagram. But I just, I don't know. I, I just went into information mode, like, and I was just like, hey, you know, his just, post is hilarious. Yeah, like uh, it turned out to almost look like an advertisement, which was not the point. I tell him he works for Port Austin Tourism Authority because it's like <laughs> a selfie of us. And it's like this past weekend, Jessica and I visited Port Austin, which is in the thumb of Michigan. And we stayed at this motel and it's lovely. And I recommend everyone going there. Yeah. And I'm like, 
Like, so you put our relationship out there in your first like post with a girl or your first picture with a girl and the post is an ad for Port Austin, <laughs> Michigan. It was hilarious and so yeah. very Steven. Yeah, another thing, like I wasn't sure. I'm not the type of person, like clearly between the two of us, if anybody follows us on Facebook or Instagram, you're the one who does most of the posting when it comes to photos or things we're doing. I, it's not me. True. I Like... Oddly enough, on this this Port Austin trip, I was the first one to post, and that's just not our. Yeah. It didn't turn into our standard. Our standard turned into you. So, um, but we had a great time. We I did. highly recommend if you're dating, go do kayaking. We did not do the dual. We each had our own kayak, yeah. and I'm gonna tell you right now, like it's a it's a freeing thing because literally you you leave your phones behind, or you can do that thing where you put your phone in a bag or whatever yeah. to wear a sealable bag. We didn't do that. We left our phones in the car. We we you know we took our you know our key to the car, and that was it. And some food sandwiches, and we went and yeah. just totally got away from got away from anything and everything that would in regards to technology, and got out there and just was the two of us on the water and had to talk yeah. and had to like talk about things and 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 it was fun. And you're doing an activity, so you have to pay yeah. attention. You're slightly distracted, but you still have conversations. I just think any date that's an activity that isn't just sitting across from each other having a beer or a coffee, but you're out there doing something, taking a ha- a hike, doing going kayaking, like something that and it gives you how does people how do people handle stress? Like my kayak, oh, it was definitely not me. It was a little crazy at times like and I'm like wobbling all over the place. Like how do people handle that? How like what's people's temperament in different yeah. situations? So that was kind of our first. Um, it was our first little trip. It was our first. That was a a big couple weeks for us, you yeah. know. And timeline wise, it, it's funny. I feel like, like he said, everything's organic. There's a lot of me that feels like we took things a lot slower than I guess we did. If you listen to our timeline, but to me, it felt slow. I, I don't know. Who knows how it felt? To be honest, what I don't do you know. Think? I mean, I feel like. I feel like once it happened where we decided that we were dating, like everything else just fell into place. Everything literally fell right into exactly where it was supposed to go, right into rhythm. It just, it just naturally, the dominoes just started going the way they were supposed to go. There wasn't anything that that was off. And we'll get into that with our next stories. In our next podcast, you'll hear more about those dominoes. But for now, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, we had planned to talk about some movies we've seen, but you had something oh, yes. else you wanted yeah. to mention. So Stephen turned me on to a new band. Um, they're not new, but they're new to her. Oh, they're new to me. <laughs> they are called Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. Yep. Yes. yes. So I guess they're a metal band. They're metal, but Southern rock. So yeah. I'm not a metal fan uh, myself. I don't. I don't often like a lot of the screaming. That is not something... That is great for me. I'm not a big fan of excessive noise, so that doesn't really work for me. But Yet Southern she's Rock, with me. yeah, that's probably why I feel this way. Southern Rock is like amazing to me. I love me some Southern Rock, and Leonard Skinner is like one of my favorites. And Maylene and the Sons of Disaster has a very Skinner feel without being like a Skinner ripoff in any way. But they just have that Southern Rock feel. I feel like they feel more Southern Rock than metal. But I do like them. They are great. I recommend listening to um, my my favorite so far of the four albums is two. Yep. I would say listen to that. I didn't mean to Bogart the entertainment section, but oh. I just wanted to throw out there 
great band. So what I can tell you to give a little bit of background about Maylene, their first album is just self-titled called Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. They have four albums total. Albums number two, three, and four are all Roman numerals. So when she says album two, she literally means two. two. Um, But they are all from, uh, I believe, from either Alabama or Georgia. And like... They're huge fans of Skinner, but also they had all been in metal bands before. And when they came out with their first album in 2005, they are one of the bands that's credited with starting doing metal Southern rock, Southern rock Good metal, stuff. however you want to put that, putting those two genres together. They He screams, but at the same time, you can hear what he's saying and they sing a lot for their choruses and stuff. Uh, but it's got that, it's got that. I don't know. It's got the crunch that metal has, um, and they do guitar solos and stuff like that that Southern Rock has. So it's a good marriage of those two genres. So if you like one genre, there's a good possibility you will like this band because you'll find something out of that genre that they do that's really cool. Yeah, um, I but, agree. We recommend. Yes. Two thumbs up. Awesome. They're a great band. I've listened to them. I've seen them probably four or five times, um, and they haven't done any shows in the last like seven or eight years because of doing other things, but uh, they've got four really good albums, so I highly recommend. But our movies. So as we told you guys uh, on one of our previous podcasts, we do a Sunday night movie night. So we thought, why not we talk about some of those movies that we've watched in 2022? Because we've been Sunday night movie nighting since August to September of 2019, and it's really hard to pick when we watch what movies. So we thought we'll just start with this year, and we'll hit some of the highlights of some of the movies we liked. These are newer movies, except for like one, I think, maybe two. So they're more recent movies as well. We are not going to do any spoilers. No spoilers. We're we're only going to take, you know, not too long to do this, but kind of just run down the list of the movies and like what we think about them, I guess. Our own little Siskel and Ebert. Ogle and Ogle. (laughs) Ogle we'll and Carter Ogle. Yeah, well, I was just trying to like make it more catchy, but totally fine, <laughs> whatever. Um, and we'll at the end give like a yeah, a yay or a nay from each of us. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. that'll work. And if uh, where they can stream it, I guess maybe yeah. if it, if we want to do that. All right. So the first one um, on the list is Tender Bar, yep. starring a Mr. Ben Affleck, <laughs> who I think in recent years has really. I mean, he's killed it. Yeah. He's up in his game big time. He is For no sure. more the friend from Goodwill Hunting. He is Ben Affleck. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, ever since he did The Town and directed that movie and started it, it he showed a whole new side. Yeah, and with for... Tinder Bar, it's no it's no different. Like he is on his game. Yeah. It's so it's such a good movie. It's a very it's one of those um it's we streamed it on Amazon, Amazon yep. Prime. We have like everything, so all this stuff is from random different platforms but it's a very um it's kind of a little bit of a slow burn i feel a little bit but it's it's good it's definitely um i would say story driven um about a young kid growing up in what the look like the 70s 60s or 70s 70s. in boston and with his you know single mom and living at his grandparents house and his uncle you know is a bartender yeah. And it's just about their relationship and that influence that his uncle had on him and his life. And I know it's based off a memoir written by the star. Well, not the star, but the the role he's playing. Yeah. The um, main character. Yeah. From the main character is from his point of view. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I think it's one of those slow burn movies. I think some people might think it's slow 
and maybe that not enough happens. But for me, being like character-driven story movie going into it, I liked it. I think it was good. I think it was kind of heartwarming. I think it was sweet, sad, funny. One of yeah. those kind of movies. So for me, I give it a yay. I would say yay. Um, I like the fact that they they really like they did well with the wardrobe and the cars and all that kind of stuff, yes. making it feel like they're in that time of like the yes. 60s, 70s. Um, like they did a very good job with that stuff. Um, uh, that movie. Yeah. I, I would give it a yay. I, I like Ben Affleck. I'll see anything that he's in. Yeah. Um, and that was no exception, still a great movie. Yeah. And he's like, he's listed as like the star, but really he's like second because yeah. the, the kid he's is the main star. Yeah. Um, but, but he's but very good film. Yeah. yeah. Very good film. Next on the list, I'm going to just preface as, an, as the biggest nay, bigger, biggest, probably one of the biggest nays in my life, and that is an older movie, yeah. but we recently saw it, called This Is 40. Oh. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I, I'm a big Judd Apatow fan, but this movie was horrific. It Not was, only it was, was it longer than any movie should ever be, it was just boring, and it was horrible. And as somebody who is about to be This Is 40... I could not relate to these people one bit. I thought they were selfish and cranky and mean and just totally had no confidence and they lied to each other. And that to me is not 40 whatsoever or any sort of life I want anything to do with. Yeah, it was it was painful to watch because like I love Paul Rudd. Paul I Rudd love is amazing. Man. Yeah, like Paul Rudd, Leslie Mann, both amazing actor actresses and like, first of all, Paul Rudd, this movie was, what, in the mid-2000s, maybe? Yeah, we're, we're late, late 2000s. One, we're yeah. late on this movie. He still does, he looks exactly the same. Well, he has an age today. It's Paul Rudd. He's, a, um, but he's like, not a human. They had, I mean, they had some good cameos in the film. Yeah, great casting, great cameo. But like, it was just, uh, I could I could not get behind the fact that they lied to each other. Like, oh, yeah. they didn't, they yelled at each other all the time. And I was just, look, I was like, this is not, I'm 41, and I was yeah. like, I don't have anything. I can't relate to any part Not of this at movie all. at all. Um, so that was tough. Um, but so, uh, but yeah. So that if you like Judd Apatow and and you watch everything Judd Apatow because it's Judd Apatow, then I would say watch it. No, I would disagree wholeheartedly. <laughs> but don't I would waste two hours of your life like but I, I did. But I would say that brace yourself because uh, longest movie like it's not knocked it, up or, or no. Or I love you. It's not any of that good stuff. And and it's supposed to be like the un like the unsanctioned or unlike written sequel to Knocked Up. It doesn't even. Feel like it belongs no, to Knocked Up horrible. at all because Knocked Up was great. Like I remember laughing hysterically at that movie. Yeah. There were so many good parts. This movie, not at all. Bad. Yeah, did not hold up. Okay, next in a completely different genre is the movie Brightburn, oh, which buddy. is like a one-off. I guess you could call it a comic book movie. It is. Uh, the names have been changed, but it's basically like a story about what if you know. Superman came and the parents got him, but he didn't turn out to be nice like Superman. Yeah. Like he's, it's, is he still a kid? Yeah. But he's an alien mm -hmm. and he, it's like Superman, but almost in like thrill, thriller horror, not yeah. horror as much as like slasher, nothing like no. that, but like scary is in like he's suspense a, thriller. Yeah. Superman. He's an alien and he's not a good guy. Yeah. If, uh, spo I thought it was spoiler great. alert on that. He's not a good guy. And like 
I I watched that movie with my jaw on the floor most of the time. Yeah, I could not great. believe it. It was so good. And like the casting, once again, they did a good job with the casting on that movie. They had um Pam's uh boyfriend from The Office. I can never remember his name to save my life. Well, we should have looked it up before we started before you would say <laughs> well, something we, like that. We that. definitely should have. Um but uh they didn't have very many big name actors in the movie. Well, Elizabeth Banks was the mom. Yes, and she was it. Like everybody else has not really been in a starring role in a film. Um, His which, name is David Denman. He's a great actor. Apologies yeah. on that, David. Yep. So, but the thing is, is like that's what made this movie for me was the fact that I looked at these faces and I really didn't know many faces. Yeah. So I'm not looking at like, oh, this is Tom Cruise or oh, yeah. this is you know Paul Rudd. Great or whatever. performances. Like, great. There was a lot of. I'm a big psychology in movies, so there was a lot of that in it. I, I give that a big a big yay. Yeah, I would say yay for that for sure. And we're late on that one. That's a couple years old yeah. too, but. Uh, We also, last weekend, Steven's movie pick, totally out of the norm for him. He usually does a lot of comic (laughs) book stuff, a lot of different stuff, is Weekend Away, which was on Netflix. Also, not a lot of big name actresses. um, Leighton Meester. Yeah, uh, from Gossip Girl. She was the biggest name in it. Um, It's about her meeting one of her best friends for a weekend away in Croatia. And then what happens when one of them goes missing. And it is fantastic. I, I I honestly was like, wow, this is good. The characters, the the two main people that are in the movie, their relationship is a relationship I've not really seen on screen before. Yep. The acting was really good. And she looked like a normal person, which yes. I really appreciated. The way she dressed, the way her hair was, the way... And she's beautiful, but she looks normal. She looks, I felt so relatable to her. I was like, well, this would be me in Croatia yeah. if I was in this situation. And I, I did a little bit, I looked up a little bit because in the movie she has a kid mm-hmm. and she's supposed to be like, have just had the kid like six months ago. When she filmed the movie, she had had the kid like eight or nine oh, months okay. previous. So she's, she looks like a mother. Yeah. Would be after eight or nine months. Yeah. And like, she I looks mean, like, gorgeous. she looks like a normal person. She yeah. doesn't wear a ton of makeup. Like that was the best part for me. I mm-hmm. was like, holy crap. Like she actually looks like a normal person with so many movies, like so many actors and actresses put all those ton of makeup on yep. and their hair and they all, every hair has to be in the exact place. This movie was not that yeah, at all. It was great. I, I yay it. Yeah, 100%. for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I picked it, but I was like, I was like, I didn't read anything about this movie. I just saw the poster and yep. I think, I think it's going to be a good film and it turned good out gamble. to be really good. Yep. I was happy about it. Um, next up is Unforgivable with Sandra Bullock on Netflix. I, I did not love it as much as everyone else did. I felt like not much happened. And then it was the end and you were like, oh, dang, that's something. That's a twist. Yeah, I... I I know you liked it a lot. So I'm I'm not yay or nay. I'm like in the middle. The story for me is not what I liked. I liked Sandra Bullock. Oh, hell yeah. And if you like... If you you know me and have had a conversation with me, you know that I'm not a huge fan of Sandra Bullock after Speed. I don't think she's done anything great after Speed, except for maybe The Net... I could, I could maybe find a handful of movies that I liked from Sandra Bullock. Yep. This movie 
was great. Yeah, if she, she does more fantastic. stuff like this, this would be great. Like I would watch more stuff like this. She was real. It was yes. gritty. Once again, another character that didn't wear a ton of makeup. I don't makeup. think I've ever seen her be gritty. So she she was fantastic in this movie. Any sort of accolade or award or anything she wins is well-deserved. Yep. And also, this movie had John Barenthal in it. Anything that dude shows up in, he steals the scene yeah. he's in. He's fantastic. So like... They did a good job with that. The story, I mean, I don't know. The story had its moments where it was really cool and really real. But for me, the reason why I would give it a yay is the acting. Yeah. The acting took a script that... I'll yay it for that. Like, if you had no-name actors in this, I don't think anybody would have noticed it'd just be a B-movie that landed on Netflix. But the fact that it had Sandra Bullock and John Barenthal, everybody's like, oh, man, I got to see this, and got a lot of eyes on it. And they're acting... Made it Everyone's worth watching. Acting. Viola Davis is in it. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and she's great too. Yep. Like Vincent D'Onofrio, who's an amazing actor. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it was it was good. All right, we've got a couple more for you. Next up is going to be Nightmare Alley, starring Bradley Cooper and like everyone else famous that you know. <laughs> so you would think like yay all the way, but I'm going to tell you people this is a big nay for Jessica. Uh, it was not. The last two minutes were the best part of the movie. Steven, I will let you talk about this one. What do you think? I will tell you that Act 3 of the movie was excellent. I would give Act 3 of the movie, I would give it four out of five stars. The first two acts, I'd give probably two stars. It took a long time to get there. But once it got there, I like I was sitting up on the edge of the couch with my elbows on my knees going, what is about to happen? Because yeah. it was that in the third act, which was great. I wish the whole rest of the movie had been that, but yeah. it wasn't. It was a slow burn, but then things in the third act went, here's where we're going, and we're getting there now. And it was like, oh, man. Like I would not recommend it to people, but no. I would say if you find yourself sucked into it and you're like, I don't want to finish this, you have to finish it. Absolutely. Because the only good part is really the end. Yeah. So I, that would be my recommendation. Yeah. And I mean... Bradley Cooper's great. That's the other thing. He's yeah, he's, he's good really good. He's yeah. really good. Everyone's it. good in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, next up, sorry. No, nope, uh, go ahead. Next up, uh, we watched Homefront with Jason Statham, which, yep. I mean, I'm going to yay it because it is what it is. It's exactly <laughs> what you would think it is. It's entertaining, and it's a Jason Statham movie about a man whose daughter gets kidnapped, and he goes to, like, rescue her. And, like, it's everything you want a Jason Statham movie to be. And so if you like those kind of movies... You're gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna tell you right now. There, I'm, I'm. I don't like. I'm not spoiling anything, but I'm gonna tell you. There is a scene in the first act at a gas station that I was. We we were both sick at the time that we watched this yeah. movie. We were both getting over COVID and like sitting on our couch just vegging and trying to recuperate. And I remember watching that scene and like in in my head I was coming off the couch. I couldn't. I couldn't like do it physically because I was sick, but. There was so many scenes in that movie where I was like, I just love Jason Statham, man. He's so, like, he's a badass. He's great with all the martial arts scenes. They always look good. And that takes me back to when I was a kid with my grandmother watching martial arts. Yeah, you love that. Yeah. anytime I see martial arts in a movie that looks really good, I think about my grandma, which we'll get into more stories about that at at another time. But that movie, I would say absolutely, absolutely great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
fun. So we've got one more thing. It's more of an honorable mention because it wasn't one of our movie picks, but Stephen and I go to the library sometimes. I turned him on to the library, but he goes for <laughs> CDs and he will look at a CD for like an hour while I'm walking around the library with like nothing to do. So I found this random rom-com movie on DVD called Broken Hearts Gallery, which is about a girl who does start like a little gallery of the mementos that people have from like old relationships. Yeah. It was totally yeah. a one-off. Not anyone really famous. I think Bernadette Peters is in it. Somebody else in small roles. Fantastic movie. Like for a rom-com, like it was good. It yeah. was well-written. The storyline was good. The acting was good. Everyone in it was good. It was just an actual good rom-com movie, which is very rare. I don't know if it went to theaters. My cousin did tell me that she saw it on Hulu as well, but I did get it from the library. Um, Steven, your thoughts. The main girl, I've said this already about two other movies. The main girl looked like a person you would see yes. if you went to the grocery yes. store or if you went to a restaurant or if you went to the library. She looked like a normal person. I had never, I had never seen her in anything before. That helped. Those yeah. two things had me intrigued because now I'm not looking. Once again, as I've already said, I'm not looking at you know Sandra Bullock. Yeah. I'm looking at somebody that I've never seen before, and now she's that character. Yeah, and that was a good movie. Like it was I, cute. That's I, like a movie. I would buy that movie. I haven't seen a movie in a long time. Like I would buy and rewatch that for sure. Yeah, and it had it had some very cool moments in it of of stuff that I've not seen in other movies. Yeah. The concept, the idea of the character, what she's actually doing, and yeah. like her friends, her friends. I'm gonna tell you right now, one of her friends was pretty much Jess on on a movie, and that was hilarious because <laughs> every time she'd say something, Jess would be like, "I preach," <laughs> like, "Yeah, that was good," you know. Um, but yeah, that was a very good movie. Yeah. Didn't didn't expect it, and it was a it was a happy accident. So it yeah. was a good movie. Yeah. So that's our that's our last movie for the Ogle and Ogle movie reviews for today. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So. Uh, so what are we watching tonight? Um, well, our next movie is going to be a Pixar film that just came out called Turning Red. Yes. So I think I might do, or we might do, some kind of animated Pixar review in the near future as well as part of our entertainment section. Yeah, because so we've that's watched... That's what I've got on my list to watch tonight. Yeah, because we've watched quite a few Pixar yeah. things as of late. So I yeah. think that'll be a thing yeah. here in the future on one of our yeah. podcasts. Yeah. But, thank you all. So, all right. So we want to thank everybody for tuning in, uh, listening to the whole podcast. Um, uh, once again, you can get it at all of your download locations for Apple, for uh, Spotify. Um, we're on all of our social media. If we can just say on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and we just, uh, we hope to interact with you on there and look for more updates for when the next podcast will drop. But most likely it'll be on a certain day of the week and that will be the continuing day hopefully. And we'll have more flyers up on our social media. So we look forward to, we look forward to talking to you again, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. All right. Talk soon. <laughs> so thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.